What is up, everybody, and welcome to Tailgate Talks, powered by the nation. This is episode 163, our Iowa State preview. Uh, We dropped our Kansas recap, as well as a little bit of basketball talk earlier this week. Uh, And we'll be diving further into basketball uh, this next week as Texas Tech is set to head to Maui. And to catch all of what we're doing here at Tailgate Talks, you have to follow us. Follow us on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Give us those five-star ratings on each of those platforms. And also, if you listen to us on Apple, hit us with that review. Also, follow our social media accounts. Follow us on Twitter at Telgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram and Facebook as well. Also, give our YouTube channel a follow where we're posting clips from each week's episodes uh, for you there. So give us a sub there. Get us up to 200. I catch all we're doing here. If you don't have enough time to listen to our full podcast episodes, you can catch little five to 10 minute videos there. Also, if you have anything to add to the tailgate questions, comments, anything like that, you can email us at tailgate talks pod at gmail.com. So with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into our Texas tech, Iowa state preview. We're going to start this thing off. Right. All right, Dustin, Texas Tech is back at 500 and is set to face off with the four and six Iowa State Cyclones and what is going to be a very frigid night up in Ames, Iowa. Dustin, Texas Tech got the big win over Iowa State last year. The Jonathan Garibay 62-yard field goal that will live on in Texas Tech lore. What are your thoughts on this upcoming matchup with the struggling Cyclones this year? Struggling is right, but you got to think we're going into Ames, Iowa, Northern Iowa in the middle of November where it's going to be cold. And even Joey McGuire's like, yeah, we're not shying around it. Like, we're talking about it. We know it's going to yeah. happen. You just got to get your mind wrapped around the fact that it's going to be cold. Yep. You know, Luckily, it's cold in Lubbock this week, so cold we can kind of get a Maybe little we're practicing bit of outside. I don't know. Get used to it. But it's going to be a good game. Like, we've – I mean, we've struggled with Iowa State for the last – I kind of can't even remember since they were we, – Since been, Matt Campbell got there. Yeah. I mean, that's in six years now. So we've been struggling with them since then. This is probably one of his – they've come back down to earth teams, I guess you could say. Like he, he lost all his offensive guys from last year, all his big tight ends, his quarterback, running back, all those guys are gone. So way, way different cycling team than you're used to the last few years. So maybe you can get them. And you have some stuff to play for. Like you're still trying to get bowl eligible. There's still a chance you can make the Big 12 champ game, which I'll bring up later. So you got a lot to play for here. Like you can finish this season really, really well and on a three-game winning streak, possibly. Yeah, I mean, this is a big game for you. There's a chance to to get bowl eligible. There's a chance to you still have a chance to have your most conference wins in a long time. Um, have a chance to make it back to back games against Matt Campbell and the Cyclones. 
Uh, so there's a lot riding on this game. This is a chance for them yeah. to stay bowl eligible as well if they can get a win. So this is a big game for them. But, yeah, this isn't your typical Iowa State Cyclo team that you've kind of become accustomed to with Matt Campbell. Of course, he had pretty much Brock Purdy that whole time. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, Purdy's gone. Now you've got Hunter Deckers who uh, really has this offense kind of average you know it doesn't seem like yeah. they score a whole lot of points every game feels like they're barely getting over 20 points uh they obviously have a really good receiver in Xavier Hutchison who they're gonna force feed the ball to but ultimately what you think about Iowa State is defense and, and they've been a really solid defense I mean they're four and six but they've been in all these games um they were right there last week um they were right there against Texas uh, and they're right there you know in Stillwater last week they just drop a couple passes uh opportune passes they just let slip through their hands so uh this will be a very competitive game and that weather is going to make it uh, you know even yep. even tougher on you as it's supposed to be like a high of maybe 29 degrees um so going to be a very frigid one uh injury news for this game tyree wilson is out uh, for iowa state uh, we talked about him in our kansas preview we kind of gave him our you know, final shout outs for him as we kind of expect his season to be over here. Um, so he will be out. And then Baron Morton is questionable. Um, it will be most likely Tyler Shuck starting with Donovan Smith, uh, obviously going to be running some packages like we've seen in the past. And then Baron will be like emergency quarterback. Is that what? Yeah. What Joey so, said? Yep. He said Monday in his usual coach's presser that. This week we're going Shuck starting Donovan in his usual packages, which I liked that part because it wasn't this, we're going to play two quarterbacks. It was Donovan in his usual yeah, packages. very direct. Yes. So that means short yardage, goal line, the normal quarterback draw packages. <laughs> um, and then Barron will be dressed apparently, but only emergency third string if we need it. So we're trying to not play him. Yeah, 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 and I would not want to play a guy who's got a bad ankle in very cold weather. Um, wouldn't I? Don't think that would necessarily be a great idea. Uh, but all of that said, your thoughts on Tyler Shuck, who had a great bounce back performance against Kansas? How do you think he stacks up against the pretty stout Iowa State defense? I think we're okay. I mean, we've played some pretty good defenses along the way here, but yeah, they're good. They're solid. That's their. Now that's their strength and their seniority, I guess you could say. Their experience is on that side of the ball now. Big swing from what they've been for the last few years. But I think our guys have gotten kind of grown up and you've seen the experience grow and getting your butt kicked for two straight weeks against Baylor and TCU I think helps going in these big games because last week you saw us against Kansas be able to close out a game and seal up a fourth quarter finish a team off. You didn't have to make a miraculous comeback. You weren't shooting yourself in the foot. Like the penalties were good. Like I, I see a good trend just from that. I know it's Kansas, but I just, I just felt really good about that game as a whole and going into another game that's similar to that. I feel like. Yeah. I felt pretty confident with Chuck moving forward after that Definitely, performance. Yeah. I just needed to see him have that confidence back in himself. And I think he really saw that against Kansas. And so you know, I hope for him to build on that. You know, I obviously don't really expect him to throw for a whole lot of yards. I would expect it to be kind of around 
what he was uh, against Kansas, which was, you know, 240. I would expect that. I would expect him to continue to use his legs to help help out the offense to pick up some tough yard situations when the, the pocket collapses. He's got a really good ability to get out, escape the pocket, make some guys miss, get down the field. So uh, I feel like he got that control back over the offense that he kind of had lacked yeah. once he came back to play. And so uh, the confidence from him moving forward, uh, you know, I just I feel like he's got a better handle on it. Um, his his passing has looked a lot better. Ball's got a little more zing on it. It's getting to the receivers, giving them time to make the catch and get upfield. So um, I expect much of the same of what we saw uh, against Kansas from him, and, and that's yeah. kind of what I'm hoping. Uh, what are you expecting from Zachilly in this offense? We relied heavily on the ground. Um, are you nervous that he might shy yes. away from that, or do you expect yes. him to keep it going and keep running the ball? No, I'm already nervous. Like we're not even on the game yet, or I'm already nervous just because we haven't seen him be able to stay put on the run game. Like, dude, just look what happened. Look how much it set up. Look how stable I felt our offense was. Yeah. I think we only had one three and out that game, maybe two. I can't remember against Kansas, but like three and outs were way lower. Or uh, third down conversion was much better. Like we were at like 45% last game. That's much better than yeah. we have been all year. Um, it's like, I feel like we were just more stable with those guys. And I feel like with, we have two, we already had two stud guys. And now with Valdez there, we have three stud running backs. We can just keep churning in and out and let those O-linemen go forward. Um, so I hope he doesn't revert back to just pass, 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 pass. But yeah. also I know, depends on what they give us i mean if if yeah. it's a light box run the ball like on that brooks touchdown towards the end shuck said it was a pass play the whole time and we changed it because of the look we got and so if they give us a packed box we're gonna go passing yards and miles price and tight ends and all these guys so kind of also depends on what they give us so um they might stack it on us and try to stuff it and make shuck make those long long throws yeah, it's tough because I, I would expect them with it being cold. And we'll talk about yeah, you know, the cold line. I, I would expect them to try to sell you know and stop the run. Exactly. Yeah, you know it's going to be cold. I would expect them to try to make us beat them through the air. Um, I would expect yeah. them to try to make Tyler Shuck throw it. So I expect them to kind of load the box up. Um, damn, this Kentucky and Michigan State game is good. Um, I would expect them to, to load the box, make Tyler Shuck try to beat you. But I, I just hope. Kitley doesn't get afraid of it, you know, keep, keep trying to find the spots to run. Maybe you don't have to run up the middle, but run to the outside. Like that's where Sir Roderick has been really good this year is when he's trying to run to the outside, out, outside the numbers. That's where he's been getting a lot of his yardage uh, and making, you know, defend defensive backs miss. So hope he doesn't shy away from it. Um, I hope he leans into it. Maybe the cold actually benefits us in that fact that maybe Kitley's going to want to run the ball a little bit more. So I think, like you said, you've got three guys now who you're comfortable yeah, right. running the ball with. And so just kind of keep feeding them. Each one of them provides you a little something different. Um, and and so that gives you a versatile attack. And then you got two quarterbacks now who you kind of are comfortable running the ball. Like I still don't want Shuck to get hurt running the ball. Um, but he's been effective with that. And I don't necessarily think you can't just not let him use his feet from time to time. So, uh, and then obviously we know what Donovan can provide with his legs. So yeah. I guess you like five different attack options, uh, with running the football. So 
you can be versatile with it. You just got maybe got to get a little bit creative in case they're loading up the middle and find ways to attack the outside, which you can do. So yep. uh, I hope he doesn't shy away from it. I hope we run the football well for two straight weeks. That would be great to see. Let's flip it to the other side of the ball here and give some quick stats from the Iowa State offense. Uh, so far, Hunter Deckers, 2,644 yards passing on the season, 17 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. 13 interceptions, that's a pretty high number. Um, their leading running back, Brock, has 445 yards rushing and three touchdowns. And then, of course, the big name on this Iowa State offense, Xavier Hutchinson. Oh, yeah. 1,059 yards receiving on the season six touchdowns he basically has half of their yards receiving um pretty close to it let's guard Uh, him yeah so uh dustin what do you think this offense presents to us and and what do you expect from the defense this weekend i'm not scared of them at all mainly because deckers man he's pretty average Brock's not burning down anything like you've faced a lot of these running backs so far this year. And you have faced really good wide receivers like Hutchinson. And, but the thing is you haven't had the luxury of, well, he's the only guy on their offense and team, right? All these other receivers. I mean, I know the TCU kid didn't play, but you were game planning for it. They got other weapons, Texas, lots of other weapons. Like you face better receivers with other weapons around. So you can't like, just straight up double team them or triple team them, whatever you want to do. Like we can zone in on Hutchinson and probably shut him down. I think. Yeah, uh, you know that's what teams have tried been trying to do to this sure. team, but yet he still <laughs> finds right. a way to get point. yarded. But yeah, I mean, and, and obviously that hasn't gained any success for Iowa State because they're four and six on the season. So. Um, I think it's like either you shut down Hutchinson in a win or you're just like, hey, we'll give up whatever to Hutchinson. We're not going to let anybody else get yards on us. And so I think that's why I'm not very concerned about this offense is like, all right, cool. Well, Hutchinson can obviously get a lot of yards, um, but they can't just beat you by just going to Hutchinson every single time. I don't right. Think. That's they're what I'm thinking. Fig- <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to figure out a way to run the ball. Um, they're going to figure out. Other receivers are going to have to be able to get open and make plays. And they don't have those daunting tight ends that they usually have with Charlie Hell Coach or whatever. No. Um, so luckily, you know, we have, to have see them that. and we don't use them. Yeah. Yeah. We have them and we just, uh, <laughs> you know, throw it to them once or twice a game. Uh, not every single play like Brock Purdy would. Um, but yes, I, I, I feel like this, you know, the offense I'm least concerned about facing in the Big 12 so far. Yeah. You know, I've watched them and I haven't been impressed with them. Um, I feel like Decker's struggles. Uh, he has a lot of interceptions. So I feel like the defense is going to be able to to give you a good chance of winning this one, um, especially if you're able to go out there and move the ball offensively. So let's get over to our predictions. Yeah. Dustin, we'll start off with you as usual. Let's keep it on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, let's hear your defensive prediction for uh, the Tech Iowa State game. Seeing those Deckers with 13 interceptions, I'm gonna give us a take three in this ball game of three turnovers. <laughs> I'm not gonna say what they are because then that'll pin me down on yeah. my prediction. But three turnovers at least for this defense. Take three, baby. Dang, that's what I had written down at yeah. second take three. Let's game double up of on it. Season. Double, double yeah. down. 
yeah, I saw those 13 picks. I was like, oh, you know, it's also going to be cold. So maybe the ball's popping out a little bit more it's from running backs or receivers. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think there's a good opportunity for that second take three game of the season. So I'm with you on that. I'm going to write that prediction as well. Offensive side of the ball, what do you have? I'm going to stick with what I had last week in hopes of it and kind of what we just talked about with the weather. We think they're going to pack the box on our run. I'm going to go back to the 100 yard wide receiver for this game thinking we're going to have it open up for us. We're going to audible call some pass plays and get some deep shots on them. All right. I'm kind of sticking with a theme from last week's I'm, I'm calling for three rushing touchdowns this week. Um, and maybe all three of them by a different player who knows, <laughs> uh, but I think the ground game is going to be heavy, heavily involved. I think we're going to be able to get some rushing touchdowns. So I'm calling for at least three, um, maybe more. I'm not going to limit it to just three. I'm going to say three-plus touchdowns on the ground. Let's head over for our score predictions, Dustin. All right. Where are you leaning with your Texas Tech score prediction? I'm going to aim a little lower because, hey, it's going to be cold. But I also think our defense shows up, so I think we're going to hold them pretty well. I'm going to go Tech wins 31-17. to 17. 31-17 would be a comfortable win for Texas Tech. I think it's going to be a little bit closer, uh, but I do have us winning this game 28-24. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty close game, and while their offense doesn't scare me, our offense does make me a little nervous heading up there against a pretty stout Iowa State defense. So I think it's going to be a grinded-out type of game. Uh, 28-24 seems like a pretty decent prediction there. Uh, score wise, you were pretty close last week on Kansas, so um, so not too often we get our score predictions close to being right. So anytime you do that, feels pretty good. Uh, any other little details? Any other little things you want to shout out here on the Tech Iowa State game? Nope, gotta go get a win in Ames. Gotta get a win in Ames. Would be fun. Been fun interacting and seeing Texas Tech fans and Iowa State fans kind of go at each other. All in good fun on Twitter. Um, and yeah, so it is a nice pillow fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, for some reason, Tech and Iowa State fans get along uh, pretty well on Twitter. So um, we'll enjoy this game on Saturday, Saturday night game, and we'll get to watch it from the warmths of our homes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, unlike the fans in Ames, who will have to go, you know, freeze their asses off to watch this game. But hope for a good one, hope for a win uh, this weekend. But we've got some shot bets to do before we get out for this week. So let's head on over and do some shot bets. Well, last week we both had Texas Tech as four-point favorites against Kansas, and Texas Tech won that game handedly, uh, giving us the shot bet victory there. Then we, on Sunday, had the Cowboys at minus four, and while it looked pretty good for a while, an ultimate Cowboy collapse uh, to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers hands us the shot bet defeat as the Packers went on to win in overtime. Uh, by three so an unfortunate turn of events there for us looked like we were about to go two and oh uh, instead we split last week's games on to this week texas tech versus iowa state iowa state a three and a half point favorite dustin off of your texas tech score prediction are you writing texas tech on the shot bit oh yeah easy hammer 
Tech is hammering, or Dustin is hammering Tech minus three and a half, and I am as well. Um, I think even if we lose this game, I think it would be by a field goal. I, I just see this one being a pretty close game and us not, you know, getting beat by more than that three and a half. So I feel pretty comfortable siding with the Tech side of this shot bet. Uh, on to our NFL shot bet Sunday night football. It's a rematch of division rivals the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers facing off in Los Angeles, which means nothing for home field advantage <laughs> for the Chargers as uh, away teams flock that stadium and fill it. So the Chiefs on the road, a seven point favorite. Dustin, what side of the shot bet are you going with? The Chargers have kind of stunk this year. Justin Herbert's not the same guy. Their receivers are continually hurt, and it feels like the Chiefs just keep adding receivers. I know Juju's might be in concussion protocol, but now I got Kadarius Tony just filling in. This is like nothing. Even with the touchdown points, I'm going to take the Chiefs there. I feel like this is a lot of points for this particular game because the Chargers and Chiefs play pretty close all the time. Um, it feels like every one of their games kind of comes down to the stretch lately. Uh, so uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers side of this. While I think the Chiefs will win, I think it might be close to where either the Chiefs have to score late to win the game or the Chargers, sc- Chargers score to cover that kind of at the end of the game. So I'm going to go the Chargers side of that uh, and give us a little bit of a split there on that shot bet. So to recap, me and Dustin both riding with Texas Tech plus three and a half. Dustin taking Chiefs minus seven. I am going Chargers plus seven uh, on the Sunday night football game. So before we get out of here, Dustin, kick it over to you. Final shot. Yes, I mentioned earlier, have more details on how Texas Tech can make the Big 12 champ game and potentially win. We battled TC. I think we can beat them. But there's a guy on Twitter this week, Raider Tie 92 with a great breakdown of how Texas Tech can still make the Big 12 champ game. I'm going to go through it quickly. I'm not going to read it word for word. But what we need in these next two weeks, obviously we need Tech to win both their games. All right, we've got to win out. We need Baylor, Oklahoma State, and Kansas State to lose both their games these next two weeks. That means we need Baylor to lose to TCU and Texas on those. And then we also need Kansas to win their two games. All right. So with a mix of like nine different games mixed in there in the next two weeks, that's what we need to happen. I think the most far-fetched one that could happen um, is honestly the last one on here is West Virginia beating Oklahoma State because <laughs> they have nothing to play for anymore. It'll be Neil Brown's probably last game. So that's probably the biggest stretch on that list, Yeah, honestly. Without the Big 12's gone this year, all that is doable. Honestly, there's a lot of parity besides TCU winning everything at the top, playing backup quarterbacks. So if that happens, we get into oh, my thread went away. There we go. A four-way tie for second with Kansas State, Texas, Texas Tech, and Kansas. You would have a round robin of how you played against those teams. Texas and Kansas State would be out on being one and two. Well, then it goes to Texas Tech, Kansas at two and one versus those other three teams. So then you get the head-to-head matchup of Tech versus Kansas. We win that. That means we get second place. We go to Arlington to play TCU in the Big 12 championship to upset, ruin their season, ruin their playoff hopes and chances and dreams, and crush them 
and we would be the Big 12 champs if all that can happen. Brooks, what do you think of that situation scenario? <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance, baby. <laughs> I'm glad yeah, yeah, Raider Ties get the time to figure this out or <laughs> ran across it somewhere else and posted it for everybody because I wouldn't have even thought this, even after the Kansas win, yeah. that there's a chance, but there's damn sure a chance. Yeah, it's not going to happen. That's that's the you know thing. It's not going to happen. It's just too many things that you need to happen in order for that to fall. But hey, at least you know that you got you go into this week still with a chance, right? Now, if we revisit this in a week and there's still a chance, then I'll get hopes up. That'll be crazy. Yeah, yeah, that'll be crazy. Um, but hey, you know, shout out to him for tweeting that. Yeah, yeah, a, appreciate that. A, a lot to go on, a lot to figure that out. But hey. Um, I don't really have much of a final shot, you know, college basketball's in, uh, in full swing, watching the, uh, champions classic now as Michigan state and Kentucky are in double overtime. Um, so, you know, just happy to have college basketball back excited for the Maui, excited to preview the Maui, uh, this weekend as we'll, uh, you know, record and hopefully have guests on to talk about all that. So, uh, anything else from you this week, Dustin? No, I'm good, man. All right. Well, that will do it for us this week. Make sure you are following us on Apple and Spotify to catch all we're doing here. We're posting a couple episodes each week, recaps of each game, previews of each game, also throwing in a little basketball talk in there as well. Follow us on Apple and Spotify for all of that. Give us those five-star ratings, five stars for the tailgate. And if you listen to us on Apple, hit us with that review. Also, follow our social media accounts. We're on Twitter at Telgate underscore talks. Also, find us on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube as well, where we post clips from each week's shows, including our game predictions and everything like that. We'll probably post a little bit of basketball talk from this past week that we did. Uh, so subscribe to the channel to catch all we're doing there. Uh, and Email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com if you got any questions, comments, or anything to add to the show. Thanks for listening to our Iowa State preview. We hope for a solid Texas Tech win up in Ames this weekend. And as always, we will catch you all at the next tailgate.